Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 200 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Janet. Hello everybody, I'm Janet, compulsive overeater. Thank you Lucy for asking me. I came here to get a candle and I turned out to be the speaker as well. Anyway, um, I have been a member of chocolate lovers and sweet and cake and cookie lovers since I can remember. Since early, early ages, I was the one who was sneaking after everybody had left the room to get another piece of chocolate or try that piece that I hadn't tried or that cookie that really looked good and I haven't had a chance in front of the others to try. And as I grew, sweets were always, always my company. And when I became a housewife, boy, did I have it well. Now, I was in charge. And every time I went shopping, people thought I had a party. Guess who was coming to our house? I was the only guest. From morning, from morning on, I had it nicely. I would take very good care of myself with all the, you name it, that I had at home. And until slowly, the problems of life started compiling and something happened uh, over seven years ago that went over my head. And I opened my eyes and I felt like drowning. I could not, under any circumstances, do anything with my problem. I was not allowed to share it with anybody else or get help. And... uh, The only way out that I knew, unfortunately, the only lead that I was known to that day were my sweets and my food. So I started numbing myself completely as much as I could with food. I would start in the morning. I had dieted so many times. I knew it perfectly well. So I would start with a good meal proper one, five minutes later in tears, I would go and would grab something from my pantry with a cup of coffee, ten minutes later, not being hungry, I would sit, tears coming down my face, going one by one through the pistachio that I had in a big bowl until I would finish it, half an hour later, I was to the bag of carrots. Oh, I had had so much junk, so now I had to have something good. So it was carrot time the whole day until probably 11 o'clock at night. I would start here and it would continue. It was a continuous big meal. It never would end. Even the time that I was sitting in the car, I had something because I was so nervous. I needed to munch on something to calm these poor nerves down until... A dear friend of mine realized that there was something wrong with me. I could not even walk. I had gained 10 pounds in one month. And for my body, that is a lot. She nagged me until she found out what was going on. And she was the one who brought me the first time to Overeaters Anonymous. I never had heard about it. Actually, I went to Howe, 
to see a how and it was so strange. I, I hated it. I hated every single person who was there. All the stupid, crazy strangers who were shaking my hand, congratulating me for what? For hating myself, for hating my body, and, and, and not even a word since in that day. Nothing. I hated everything. Not only I hated myself, I hated everything, everybody else in that meeting. But we pushed each other, so we went to another meeting. Again, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And with time, I learned that I could push my problems under the carpet. I thought I knew how to take care of it. The proud me had thought I had it under my control. The controlling Janet had it all, like always, under her control. So everything started kind of calming down, and I went again back to my sugar. So the problem was kind of subsided, but my eating had not. And I was going slowly up and up and up until the problem showed up again. And again, the same me, the same crying, the same nervousness, the same eating, eating, eating. And I couldn't continue until the point that I thought, I need to do something for myself. So I went to an OA meeting, thinking, okay, I'm going to see what this is. I sat in the back of the room, hating every minute of it. (laughs) And I purposely got in 10 minutes late. So all the mumbo-jumbo at the beginning was done. I listened to the speaker. The speaker answered the questions, and I was out the door fast. I had nothing to do with those stupid people. I, I just had a little extra weight. That was not a problem. I just went in. Since it was free, since OA was free, I thought, okay, I'm going to learn this diet, and I'm going to get out of the door much faster than anybody else. All I needed to learn was just to learn the tricks of this one. And I was out the door. Well, it took me a while. For about, I think, nine, uh, sorry, six to seven months, I came to the meeting every week, sat in the back, listened to the speaker, and left right after, thinking, I still haven't got it. There's something I'm not getting. So I reached to the point that I could not carry my body physically anymore. And I was 35 pounds heavier than what I am now. I was not three, four, five hundred pounds. But yet, in my mind, I was carrying tons and tons of weight. I couldn't carry, I literally could not carry myself anymore. So I said, okay, I'll do it. I'll try. I'll see what I can do with it. And I started again with the same thought that I'm not staying in these rooms. I'm just learning and leaving this room. (laughs) But it took me a while. I got a sponsor. I had to leave three messages in one room for uh, in one day for my sponsor, begging her to sponsor me. And I still had the same idea. I'm going to learn it and I'm going to leave. I'm not staying here. Why should I spend so many hours a week on what? Lifetime? Are you kidding me? No way. So all I wanted was what I had seen in some of the people's eyes and some of the people's faces. The calmness that some of them had and the sparkle that I would see in some of the eyes of the old timers. That's what I wanted. And I couldn't get it. So I said, okay, 
I'll wait until I learn the trick. Maybe I cannot read between the lines. There's something here I haven't got it. It took me over two years to realize that that something is that repetition. Every single day, same as the day before. Exactly like when I take a shower or comb my hair or dress, I have to do what I have to do in this program. Because what I did yesterday kept me calm and serene for yesterday, not for today. It took me a long time to get it. So along the way, I have gone ups and downs again. My body slowly started reacting toward any carbohydrate that I was eating. And I started puffing up. Going from doctor to doctor, I got to the third specialist. They came up with a big, long, nice list of things that should not have. The only thing was not there that I could have is protein. So I said, oh, good. And talking to another doctor and grumbling that I don't know what to do. I'm just puffing up. This is uncomfortable. Uh, and the person listened and listened and listened and said, well, you've got to change something. And I said, but said, you've got to need to change your food plan. And I said, no, 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 but you don't understand. I have done this. I've done that. I'm, I'm watching this. I'm watching that. You need to change your food plan. And just with what I have learned in these rooms, I was willing to let go. And this is not me. You want to know me? Just give me a box of chocolate and leave me alone. You got whatever you want. I won't disagree with anything that you say anymore. I will be nice and pleasant and polite to you. But just leave me alone with my box of chocolate. But that night, I was willing to say, okay, you know, the willing to let go and let the power not to be in my hands. That's what I've got here. That's what I've got in these rooms. So as a result, that puffiness is gone. I'm lighter on my weight and it helps my back. I don't care what number exactly I am. But I want it to be lighter for my back and for my knees and for yourselfing. And today I feel calm. Today, as the result of this program, I am doing whatever I can, as much as I can. I am as slow as a turtle. It took me forever. It took me over two years and some to do one row of the 12 steps. Step four took me probably eight to nine months. Every time I put a piece of paper in front of me, tears would roll down my face. I would sob to the point that I couldn't write. Until my sponsor said, if you do not finish it by this date, I'm not going to sponsor you. And I was so scared of losing her. I said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was not exceeding probably 10 pages, but it was heavy for me. And the day that I read it to her, it felt that a truck had passed me. As if someone had hit me for 36 hours to the point that she said, okay, don't do anything for, for a couple of days, just rest. Because I was dragging my body home. That's how it felt to me. But after that, I felt lighter. I have to, I have to admit, every step of the way, I have 
kicked this program with my feet and pulled it with my hands, hating it every minute. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm honest. I'm honest. Yet knowing, yet knowing it helps me. So, grumbling at my sponsor, yet doing whatever she would ask me at the end. Today, I read. I hate writing. When she asks me, I write. Seldom on my own I write, I have to admit. I have sponsors. I outreach. Usually when I walk early in the morning, I call my great-great-great-grandma uh, sponsor who lives in another state. And I just outreach her and leave a message for her. doesn't matter if she calls me back or not. I know she listens to all of my messages. And whenever I have a problem, she calls. My sponsor as well. No matter where I am, as soon as she hears the message and she hears there's something wrong that I need to connect, no matter where I am, she calls. And I try to take other people's hands. Very recently, my sister-in-law passed away, and the day that I was going, the time that I was going for the funeral, I just prayed, God, please take my hand to be of service to the others. I think I was. And... That's what I get from this, this program. Any day, any time, if I want to, if I decide, I have the tools available to me to make my life calmer, to make it better, as I wish. Do I want it? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Sometimes something has come up that I feel so angry, so upset, so miserable, that I need to sit with my feelings a little bit and then start calling one by one as I'm walking as I'm getting in the car I'm calling my sponsor I'm leaving a message for my friend I'm calling fellow people in program I'm, I'm, I'm talking to see what they say and what they've got and whenever I'm upset and angry I say this happened or that happened someone in the program said okay let's go it's okay these two shall pass and I do try to remember it quite often. These two shall pass. What do I want? Do I want to be happy and calm? Or do I want to be all over? What else I would like to share is that what difference it has made in my life toward other people. With the help of this program, about three years ago, I dared to challenge myself to go back again to school for higher education after 20 years. I sat the first row with glasses right here on my eyes with a notebook in front of me beside people who were 22, 23 years old. And boy, that was challenging. And boy, was that difficult. But I could do it just like I've done it here. You know, a fellow friend said, she would take it 10 minutes at a time. I reduced it to one minute at a time. Because sometimes life becomes so heavy, I cannot take it further than a minute. Or further than a second sometimes. So when I started studying, that's what I started to do as well. As you can see, English is my second language with my nice accent. So studying as well is difficult for me. I still have to have five to six dictionaries beside me whenever I start reading in order to be able to get true meaning of whatever I'm reading. So when I would look at the book, instead of panicking, I would think, okay, 
one chapter at a time, one page at a time, one paragraph at a time, one word at a time. And that's as far as I can go. In the freeway, the people are going 90 miles an hour. I'm the turtle. Hmm. I'm walking slowly, very slowly, but I'm getting there. I wear my cap and gown happily and proudly a couple of months ago. And as a result, now I am of service to the others. I'm in a completely different profession than what I had done before. But this is what I always wished for. This is what I dreamed for since I was a teenager. And I'm of service to the others. And end of the day, when I come home tired, I'm happy because I know I have helped others. Again, I am the same person with the same mentality. I don't have a proper gas pedal. And I, it's broken. And I have no brake. <laughs> Anything. I'm the same person. Hey. And my problem is that now that I have lost recently again some weight, when people see me and compliment me, okay, thank you. I feel good. I'm done. Out the window with whatever I have done. Now I can go back and eat. Now I can eat more. And one bite, <laughs> it goes to cruise control, and I don't have a stop. I can't stop it. It just keeps on going. And that is difficult, and sometimes it's not just my food, it's my behavior also. But the good part is that now I can catch myself. Now as soon as I start becoming the same uh, selfish person who walks in the room thinking, I don't have an... Uh, I'm not a compulsive overeater. I just have an extra little extra weight that I need to lose with this diet and leave the door. I still am the same person, but I do catch myself. Whenever I am this or that or this or that, the moment I want to open my mouth, I catch myself. I rehearse it in my heart and in my mind. I do scream to myself, in my heart, first, quietly, or say to the person, whatever I want to say, quietly, and then I go and say it in a nice way, because I have learned to let go, and let God. And it's all this program. It's not me. It certainly is not me. I'm the same one as I was seven, seven and a half years ago. It's just this program with the tools that does take my hand. And I am able to take someone else's hand. I think I have shared whatever I would like to, so I will open it to questions if anybody has any questions. Yes. Hi, thank you. I really appreciated your share, and I'm about to meet tonight to go on a cruise and share a cabin with my mother, who is the teacher of my compulsive reading. So you're going to a cruise with your mother who brought you actually, who made you, right. in other words, helped you to become a compulsive overeater. Exactly. Okay, well, cruises are fun. <laughs> Try to look at the fun part of it. Okay. I have been to plenty. Okay, one thing I have done is it has cost me $6 a minute to make phone calls. Mm -hmm. I have called my sponsor. I have answered phone calls of other people who have outreached me with my cell phone not knowing I'm in a cruise. It was okay. I talked to them. 
So don't forget the program. Take your books with you. What I have done recently is that I bought all the small ones, small size ones. So I have them in my wallet. I don't have any excuse not to read them. Being with your mother is, might become challenging. Just make the best out of it. Look at the half full of the cup. You have this opportunity to be with her. Not everybody has got this opportunity. Not everybody has got her mother beside her or his mother beside him. And when it comes to food, just remember it's a meal. We are not going to starve and die of hunger. There will be more food <laughs> next week. For a long time, I used to tell my sister, I think I have died as a uh, hungry slave in my previous life. Because no food, no food is enough for me. I never feel full. So, but now I have come to the conclusion that there will be still meals for me to eat next meal. Especially in cruises. So just, just take it slowly. Don't be the first one and one plate, hopefully, and one serving. That, that should do. Engage more into conversation than just being in your plate. Because to me, tray is my plate and this is my portion. <laughs> so a mountain is, is a portion for me. Just talk to the others instead of just being busy with your plate. And you will have a good time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes? Janet, thank you for your share. Did you find that your daily routine had to change? Did you find with respect to program, did it pose any challenges? And how did you work around any of those challenges in terms of time or scheduling? Yes, I am married. I have three kids. And I do have... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, your question was that how it has changed when I was changing my career, the program, how it changed, and if there was any challenges. Uh, yes, it was very challenging. I could say almost daily I was grumbling at my sponsor that I do not have time. I am out of time. And most of the nights I had to sit until 12, 12.30. If, if, I, if my brain was still working even later to study. So yes, I had to change a lot of things around. I had two to three sponsors at a time, but I was not killing myself to get extras because I didn't have that much time. Um, I would read as much as I could in program as well, but I still were going to the uh, meetings. Instead of, three instead of three meetings a week, I was going to two, sometimes three, sometimes four. But I certainly would make sure that I do go to two because I need it. And I can see easily, when I do not go to the meetings, how everything starts looking good to me again. All the food starts looking good to me, and how my behavior slowly but surely starts changing. So I needed to. So I had to squeeze, no matter what or how, my program in as much as I could. I would outreach people in the car on the way going to work or on the way going to school, but I would outreach. I would call my sponsor in the morning or another different time that I was not supposed to and say, sorry, I'm going to a class or I won't be able to talk to you, so I'm, so I'm uh, checking in now. But yet, having the program beside me, I felt that my hands were not empty. I felt that someone had my, was holding my hands 
and was helping me and was guiding me in my path. And that was very, very assuring and calming for me and helping me. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes? Can you talk about how you deal with fear? Yes. Fear. Well, (laughs) you're all, I think, probably born with it. I'm not an exception. In everything, we have fears. You name it. Getting out of here. Fear that a car could hit me and I could die. But you know what? I walk calmly and happily because I know I am doing what I can do. Fear is always around. But what am I doing and how have I done today? Fear of, you name it, getting old, getting sick, uh, not getting what I want, not having enough of what I want. Give me more, give me more, give me more. I have a compulsive mind. Just give me more. Whatever it is, it does not matter. Okay? And I do catch myself. And that, that does stop my fear. You know, anytime I go shopping, if I'm buying shampoo, I used to buy 10 to 12 at a time. And now when I'm picking up, I, I, I just catch myself. Okay, one head, two heads that needs to, to be washed with this shampoo, short hair. I don't need 12 bottles. Two will do, or the most three will do. Why do I have to fear? I don't need to have that fear. As long as I can have my program, the tools in my hands, I don't have that much fear. That calmness that I said, I have it. So, I don't have that much fear. And whatever that comes up, this too shall pass. I have the tools in my hands. I can call. I can check in with others in the program. And, and I always get guidance from others. I hope I answered your question. Thank you. Yes? Thank you so much for your share. Um, I was wondering your relationship with your higher power and how it has changed, if it has changed. Okay. Higher power for me, God, always had been at the time of when something would go wrong. Okay? When uh, I was in extreme fear, when I had to take an exam, when something had gone badly, 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 going wrong, or was, or something had happened. I lost my mother to, uh, 26 years ago to cancer. And that's when I really doubted God. And I was so angry at God. And with time, when I gained and gained more and more and more weight, and when I came to Overeaters Anonymous, when my sponsor would tell me, give it to God and let go, I was thinking, God is too busy. Come on, he doesn't have time to take about the plate that I'm eating. Come on. There are so many things that he has to take care of. But with time, my view changed. My higher power is a good, warm, and calm feeling that I have. I pray all the time. I do not need to knee down to pray. I am getting dressed or preparing whatever I have to do for the day, I'm praying. I'm getting in the car, I'm praying. Most of the time when I'm in transition, I'm praying. When I wake up in the morning, I look at the time, thank you God, 6 o'clock in the morning, hey, it will be a beautiful day. That's good enough for me. So yes, definitely it has changed with time, and I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.